demand is, is the key for publishers. You know, when you talk to a publisher, the, the first question they ask is, okay, what's your, what's the CPM? What's the revenue opportunity? What demand do you have? What, what's unique about you? So we think that that direct relationship with the agencies and the brands will be vital in, in the coming future. Welcome to Aptica Talks podcast. In each episode, we discuss hot topics of mobile app market with renowned experts. Hey everyone, and welcome to Aptica Talks podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have with us Giuseppe Martariella, co-founder at Ion. And some uh, some of you may know that Ion has a great expertise in in-app advertising strategies by offering various solutions and maximizing the profit for publishers. That's why in this episode, Aptica talks about experimental in-app advertising strategies for games. Hi, Giuseppe. Thank you for being with us. How are you today? Yeah, good, good. Hi, Xenia. How are you? Thanks, thanks for having me here. I'm great. Pretty excited to have you with us on board. Uh, so before we start, uh, could you tell us more about you, your path in our industry? Uh, what uh, solution, uh, solutions actually Eon has as you have different directions for publishers and for advertisers? Uh, and maybe you're working currently and developing some interesting projects or new ad formats, experimental ones in the pipeline. Yeah, so hi everyone, this is Giuseppe. So I'm the co-founder at ION. A little bit about myself, as you can hear from my accent and from my name, I'm Italian. Uh, I started my career over 10 years ago in Berlin, which was the capital of startups in, in Europe. And I think it still, it still is. So I worked at Fiber, which was then acquired by Digital Turbine, and then Trademob, which was then acquired by uh, Adjective. Uh, I then moved to Sydney, Australia, and then I started in 2019 Ion with my business partners Wout and, and Sanjay. So um, Ion is a little bit about, a, a bit about more about Ion. So it's the leading monetization and advertising uh, platform for brands and agencies to reach their ideal customers across all gaming environments. What that means is that we want to be uh, the default choice by any agency worldwide for their gaming budget. So if they think about search, they will go with Google. If they think about display, they will have their own solution. If they go with gaming, they think about Ion. Uh, we work with publishers directly and we offer them both, uh, you know, the traditional uh, standard ad units like uh, rewarded banners, uh, interstitials, but we also have our own in-game SDK for, for in-game ads. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, we also work with the agencies and brands directly. We offer them an advertising platform to launch their campaigns across all gaming environments, all media channels and all uh, gaming platforms. So when you ask about which project you're, we're mostly focused on, it, it's currently the immersion platform, which is the uh, platform we offer to to agencies and advertisers. We think that that's um, that's disruptive, and that's where we see our focus being at the moment. And what exactly this platform offers? So it's like an independent platform where you could be connected to, or how it works? Yeah, so it's basically an ad an ad tech platform. So advertisers can log in. It's a, it's fully self serve, uh, and then they can run their media budgets across all our games. Um, for both, you know, in-game ads, but also the traditional rewarded, uh, rewarded videos and, and banners. So we offer them a full funnel approach uh, that goes through, you know, in-game, uh, audio, 
video, display, uh, all formats, all environments uh, and all media channels. So you have access to all ad formats and you work with all ad formats, as you've mentioned, the gestural, banners, video, audio ads. Uh, and based uh, on your experience and your expertise and some maybe figures that you have, uh, what are the best performing uh, ads for now? And if maybe uh, it is different um, regarding the game, uh, game genre or it's the same? Yeah, so at, at IO we, we categorize all ad formats according to the AAB standard. So we have, you know, in-game, which is, you know, all type of ads that are blended within the gameplay. Then we have around the game, which is the traditional banners, interstitials and rewarded. And then we have away from the game. So we also work with web publishers when the user is outside of the gameplay. Uh, so for mobile, let, let's dive more into mobile gaming, which I think it's, uh, um, is the most relevant for, for this conversation. Uh, you know, it's still very dominated by interstitials, banner and, and rewarded and, and app open. So um, rewarded videos, they, they do dominate the category. Um, in terms of, you know, monetization tips or which one work best, it, it, it really depends on many factors. But um, as you mentioned, genre is one, it's a very important one. So, you know, the more casual, the, the more hyper casual, let's say, uh, the more the publisher tend to have, you know, banners uh, as well, uh, and then interstitials and, and rewarded. But and then the least casual, so you know, more arcade type of games or, or less hyper casual, they tend to focus a lot more on in-app purchases as their monetization strategy. So they do use uh, rewarded video as uh, a lot because that reinforces the use of in-app purchases, uh, and it's typically also what we have seen. The, the most liked ad unit by, by users, by gamers. So um, again, it also depends on the monetization strategy of, of the publisher. We work with publishers that, you know, test get new games and new apps basically every week. So uh, they're a bit less focused on metrics like user retention. And, and all they care is that is my um, average revenue per daily active user higher than the cost of acquisition. So uh, it really depends on, on the monetization strategy. So we work with other publishers that focus a lot more on user retention and, and they focus more on the long term. You know, they have their successful games and they want to retain those users. And then monetization is just, you know, part of, of, that, of that strategy. App open ads are also quite uh, popular uh, these days. You know, they, they're basically an interstitial that would show up when the app opens. So, you know, they typically have the best viewability. They are liked by advertisers as well because of those uh, connotations and they're, they're quite effective. Again, you know, they might, um, you know, have an early, cause an early drop off for certain users. So I think with, with everything, uh, monetization, um, monetization managers, they need to work very closely with their user acquisition managers and make sure that the two things go hand in hand. You can't have, you know, very strong monetization team, but then your users drop off very quickly. So you need to always, uh, it's always a balancing act between the two. Uh, also mentioned the uh, in-app advertising, so blended uh, display, audio and video. So, and uh, some argue that now it's the best performing uh, ad format because it's native. 
So it's not disruptive and it's high, it might be highly uh, engaging as you see it somewhere like banner during the car racing, for example. Um, so here I have a question. It's pretty clear why, why it's performing quite well. But as for blended audio, uh, from my experience, I play games in a mute mode. So how to um, somehow penetrate into this field with audio when the majority of players are playing in the mute? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a very valid question. So not all players would play mute. So there is, I think, I think it's like about 50%. Um, so uh, what, what typically we see is that you need to also offer a, a reward for the user to, to listen to that in-game rewarded audio so it's kind of like a new an entirely new ad format where it's rewarded it's audio and it's in game um so that's that's a good way for uh, for for platforms to boost that engagement uh, as well um, as you said you know in game is definitely the the nascent uh form of, of advertising in in mobile and, and, and in general in games um but you know it's still it's still very new so demand still needs to, to pick up, you know, it's not like you don't just integrate uh, the SDK and then there is, you know, demand straight off the bat. So typically you need to work with the agencies, with, with the advertisers to get specific campaigns for, for, for your publishers. So it is a long-term kind of game and, it, uh, and I don't believe it would work in isolation. So typically, uh, you know, a, a, a monetization manager needs to review in-game along with uh, traditional uh, ad formats. So it needs to be something that it's tested along the traditional ad formats and not, not quite exclusive. So that's one of the advantages that our platform also offers is that you can run an in-game uh, in campaign and you know, a rewarded and a banner on the same game. So offering you know, a, a, full, a full funnel approach for, for your campaign where you, you know, you run the billboards inside the racing game, but then you also add, you know, a rewarded video, um, after, you know, the user loses a life or something like that. So that, you know, there is that re-engagement, uh, within the same game, which is very helpful because it, it reinforces the, the, the branding message. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any successful cases in your portfolio already with this native ad? with some of your clients yeah so th there are quite quite many campaigns we're we're running at the moment with both with a full funnel approach so the way we we operate is that full funnel approach um and you know that it, it's it's a very interesting uh, channel for for brands because these days there are three three and a half uh, billion gamers out there so basically almost one in two people uh, play games and 80 percent of internet users play games. So it's basically if you have internet access, you're going to play some game at some point. Uh, so everyone in the world pretty much is, is going to become, is going to have a touch point with, with a game. So brands do want that, do, do look at it as a new venue for them to, to reach out to games. Um, so it is quite an important one for, uh, for, for, for brands to, to leverage. Um, there are many successful studies in, in, in the industry. So, uh, so for instance, like a Gucci campaign with tennis clash where they, they partner up to, to basically, uh, brand the whole uniform of tennis players and then also have, you know, um, 
in-game ads at the same time. So it, it's something, it's a very exciting world. And I think things are going to ch change and evolve quite, quite quickly, quite quickly. I think 2023, probably still a transition year, but we're going to see the benefits in, in the long run. Yeah, and you've uh, mentioned some uh, an another question that I would like to ask you about the brands and the integration with brands. It's quite, it's not quite common, but still we see some cases. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton with Le uh, League of Legends. Uh, also, we saw uh, the integration. Is it a new monetization channel, and why are premium brands? starting to look towards uh, the games. It's pretty unusual to have such uh, kind of cooperation, I would say. Yes, because typically games have been strongly associated with performance campaigns. So if you look at, you know, the traditional rewarded banners, you see 80, 80-90% are performance campaigns or, or other games, you know, doing a cross-promotion. Uh, but again, when, 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 I, when I look at three and a half billion people playing games, you know, brands cannot overlook that stat, you know, it, it's a clear touch point, uh, you know, the same user could be watching TV and then, you know, sees an ad from a premium brand, but then goes and play a, a game. So why not also advertise within, within the gaming environment? So this is definitely something that will, will pick up traditionally has been lower for for many reasons one is the the fragmentation of the market you know like there are many mobile games all over the world um, and they're typically smaller than the traditional web-based uh, publishers uh, that really rely on, on on direct brands so you know if i look at the traditional gaming publisher they don't have the expertise or they don't have the sales team to go and sell in each market in the world to, to direct brands. So uh, there is a high reliance on, um, on, on some ad network or some tech providers that can actually funnel that, that direct demand in, into their game. So it's definitely something that will change radically in the, in the coming years. Um, and yeah, games do need to look at, at way, also the way they build games so that they're more enticing to, to brands and they also need to look at their monetization strategy that entices brand, you know, like stacking 20 ads is not going to be enticing for, for a brand, but maybe have a bit more premium spots for, uh, for branding. I think that that will really help, uh, with the direct, uh, brand partnerships. There is a pile of games out there in the market. The market actually is saturated with the games. So how, uh, can gaming developers make their game uh, attractive uh, to brands uh, so maybe there are some criteria to be compliant with uh, as you've mentioned it's quite difficult to channel directly with the brands you need some some mediator but still you have to have a good product for this integration so maybe uh, you've uh, faced already uh, this challenge and you've helped your clients uh, to liaise somehow with some brands yeah so that that's a very valid question you know there are thousands and thousands of games out there how can you make your game shine so it's something you can't you can't push out the game and then think about the monetization later or, or think about how attractive your game is for brands so it's something that needs to be uh, brought in, in in the inception phase so you need to think about 
games and you need to think about ad slots that would be interesting for for brands so um that that's that would be one the, the main tip you know make your game attractive to brands you know create specific ad slots maybe through an in-game billboard that would be very attractive for for brands the second way would be you know also to uh leverage data right so uh, developers that they need to work a lot more in terms of understanding their audience. We talk with some publishers that they're not really sure, you know, who, who their audience is and how can they leverage their audience for brands. Um, again, you know, one or two, uh, sorry, half of the people in the world play games. So you need to make sure that your that you know your audience, and then when you sell to an agency, you know, you know which audience you're you're selling to them, and then. Uh, another way would be also to partner with ad tech companies that have that expertise in certain markets, right? So there will be some uh, ad networks are very strong, let's say in the US or some ad networks are very strong in in Europe, but there might be some that are very strong in, in India or Indonesia where perhaps 40% of your traffic is. So you should not overlook those countries because typically they have less revenue opportunities. But, you know, if you have a good chunk of your users in those countries, you also need to partner up with a network or with ad tech partners that are strong in that in that region. So always make sure you know your audience and always make sure you, you have the best partners in, in each region. Mm -hmm. And as Ewan, can you help uh, your clients uh, with such integration? Do you have some connections with brands? Yeah, so that, that has been our focus in the in the past year. So we built you know, we'll be building our demand team um, and to, to really work with the agencies and the brands directly and onboard them on our uh, immersion platform. And then we would connect directly with, with the publishers uh, that we work with. So that's that's our strategy. We think that, you know, the demand is, is the key for publishers. You know, when you talk to a publisher, the first question they ask is, okay, what's your what's the CPM? What's the revenue opportunity? What demand do you have? What what's unique about you? So we think that that direct relationship with the agencies and the brands will be vital in in the coming future. So uh, that's that has been our heavy focus to work directly with those agencies with the, with the big media groups. You know, the uh, we, we signed a deal with um, OMG in in Hong Kong. So uh, having those relationships with with the, with the with the big media. Uh, media partners and, and agencies is, is, is going to be critical. And apart uh, from the uh, brand integration, what are other trends you are seeing right now? Yeah, so other trends uh, that are quite important is also the, the geos, you know, the geos localization of your of your users. So I think for for monetization managers, it's important to understand that yes, maybe US and Europe account for 80% of your revenue, but you know, you might have, you know, 80% of your users coming from APAC regions and or MENA. So how can you leverage that those users to increase revenue there? So uh, again, work with partners that are strong in those in those markets. Um, we're also seeing bidding as you know, a, a quite important trend. So uh, at, you know, before Ion, our expertise was on web. So we have, we have a very strong web and programmatic background as, as the founders of Ion. So we understand that space really well. And we saw that web transition to bidding uh, 
about you know seven eight years ago and and now that there aren't really waterfalls in, in in web there are some but mostly to to ad serve direct campaigns so i think that that's also going to be quite quite important uh, an important trend in in um in gaming is to move a lot more into into bidding and have that competitive landscape really evolve into the into the bidding side mm -hmm. so it's like had a bidding right so the one uh, the bid yeah that is higher so okay that bid will receive this spot it's pretty clear okay and what are other maybe some tips for uh, monetization departments maybe uh, among our listeners there are some monetization uh, managers so the first tip would be to talk to us <laughs> no, i'm joking uh, besides that would be as i mentioned look for unique demand sources right so there, there are many partners out there that kind of duplicate the same the same thing that, that they do you know they have all access to the same demand uh it's it's important to look for unique demand sources you know like you know look at for instance specifically about mina you know who, who's strong in mina what kind of unique demand is gonna is gonna uh, can i add there so it's important for um for monetization managers to understand the uniqueness of each company they work with at the same time, they should also be open to A-B test uh, many partners um, and then try try new things, you know, like uh, we, we obviously we work with both in-game and around the game formats. So we we understand the strength and weaknesses of both. Um, so but we also see that sometimes monetization manager might not be super open to in-game because they have heard from others that, you know, it wasn't bringing the revenue they expected, but it needs to be a long term game and sometimes you know being on the forefront of a technology can also help your game to be more recognizable right so if you if you're one of the few that have billboards inside the game first your users are going to be quite impressed and second you're going to bring that premium spot for brands to advertise inside inside your game so uh you know don't uh, overlook revenue opportunities just because you're looking at at the short term but also always have that long term long-term approach um, with, with your games. Okay, so a lot of insights <laughs> to digest, I guess, uh, after this conversation. Um, I don't have any more questions. So thank you for sharing your expertise, Giuseppe. It has been an honor and pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sandy. It was, it's been great. Thank you very much. To find out more about Aptica and its products, please follow the website aptica.com. Do not miss the next episodes by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major platforms. Thank you for listening.